This is Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. Uh, welcome to episode 76. Yes, episode 76 of Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. I, I, so I had someone come on the Galen Trombley show today and you guys can't see this, but so I had just crossed it out because I put RT111, which is not true. Oh. But if you go back to my last page, look how many RTs I wrote, which these are not Realty Talk episodes. <laughs> no, they're not. I just, I think I put it, I messed up at the top. Yeah, because it was RT, I did that, and then I went to here. And, and you're just, thinking GT. Well, it's supposed to be, I always put TGTS, the Galen Trombley oh. show, and they put RT for Realty Talk. And so that's why I was looking. I, so it's Realty Talk, folks. You are listening to Realty Talk. Um, okay, I I guess, well, I was, I guess give a recap. Like, what's, what's life been? I always feel like, I never know how to start these because we can go right into the topic, but I always, I always find that we got to just like say hello to people and what's be up? a little more formal. I'm terrible at hello. I'm like, I'm one of those people I just, like when I call someone on the phone and if I was to call, I'd be like, hey, Ellie, and they'd be like, hey, Galen, how you doing? But great. So um, that email you sent me and it'd be like, oh, okay, like right to like the punch. You know, I'm the person, every single, per- like people are so used to my intro now that they respond before I'm finished saying, I'm like, hi, it's Ellie. How are you doing? And always they'll like start to respond before I finish the, how are you doing? Cause that's just, that's my intro every single time. I, do you find that, so you chit chat more? Well, I always want to know how people are doing. Like, if I'm calling and they're not having a good day, I'd like to know. And so, like, do you get? So a, can, do you like, ever have help? someone just be like, "My day is honestly really bad right now." Yeah, and then have we you? talk about it. <laughs> like, because everybody's always like fine or good. Like that's usually especially like, like my good. older clients. Like, I feel like a lot of the time, older people um, might not have as many people to talk to. Like a lot of the times, they're kind of lonely. So then we'll just chat a little bit. My. If I'm making follow-up calls and I call somebody and I open, I kind of like you said, call, hey, so-and-so, like, hey, how you doing today? Like, how, how's everything going? You guys, like, you know, getting ready for Christmas or whatever. And you say something to kind of start the conversation off, like, more lighthearted. They always end up going into something. And every once in a while, if I follow up, like, monthly or whatever, I get into a groove where I start doing that. And the conversations are really good. And then there's most, I would probably say 75% of the year, where I just call up, I'm like, hey, so, um, yeah, just check in, like, home, like, just kind of checking in, and, and I got to get, be- it's not because I'm rushing, it, it, I guess a little bit, I'd probably say it's 30% me rushing through the calls, because I got stuff to do, like, I'm just, like, I got two hours to make as many as possible calls, but I also think part of me is just, that's my, I'm just, like, it's your prerogative, I just, like, get to the point, because yeah. I, I don't, I, I, I don't mind small talk, but I'm kind of one of those people that, Sometimes I'm like small talk. I mean, we just cut the small talk and let's just get right to business because I, I just like. So you have not met my dog, um, but I said this to <laughs> I said this to Meg the other day, and I think that it's a spot on analysis. So my dog is an Australian Shepherd. He's extremely intelligent. And he's extremely driven by activities. He really, really likes playing with the ball, and you can kind of see all day in his head. He's just like ball, 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 ball. Where's the ball? I'm gonna play with the ball. And we realized the other day that you are my dog except instead of ball it's brand 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 <laughs> just all day you're just I, driven by this one thing and you're just super excited about it and anytime anyone picks up the ball you're just like yeah let's do this yeah that's, that's you yeah <laughs> i guess i yeah I, that's actually kind of i it, it's 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 odd because like i have so many things like in my life i have so many things circulating like but i'm 
you know when you have like the squirrel moment, and I, I was talking, I was talking to Aaron about this because Aaron is self-admittedly kind of like shiny object kind of guy. And he's very focused, but he's like he likes all the shiny stuff. I'm one like I'm aware of the shiny stuff, but I'm always like, ball, real, ball, like ball, ball. yeah, like <laughs> I, I I'm very focused on like everything I do is like a linear path that I've I've kind of set in my head over the last ten years. And now it's kind of keeps gradually moving like further into the future, but if it's not really going towards that goal, or I think it's going to take time or effort away from that. Like for me, I should say that, or like as my family's expanded like that and like Gina and the kids take up. Yeah, like, of course. They basically have like, those are my two things in life. So like if it takes time from either of those two, I'm, I'm very, I'm very giving of my time in certain aspects and I'm very selfish in others in the sense of, if I think it's worth pursuing or doing, then yes, if it's not, like well, time you said, is your most valuable ba- thing. Yes. Yeah. And the, the, like you said, the focus on the ball thing is kind of funny. Cause I, I do find that every day that's where my mind gravitates towards and every, like all my actions try to kind of build towards. And I mean, I divert, but a lot of it's like, I would say I'm pretty focused most of the week on tasks or my behavior yeah. mirrors that and you can so enjoy kind of like your good dinner but if someone brings up the ball then you're gonna drop your dinner because you're ready to go i could get fired up and next <laughs> thing we know i go Playing on a fetch all day <laughs> that's you know what i i will I'll, i will take that i will take that as i think that's actually if a, you ever meet him you'll you'll understand it's i've met your non-stop. dog before it's just not like i don't hang with your dog if you, if you, your hang, dog. If you hang with my dog I, well one i can't because i die but that's yeah that's i i I see him on Snapchat, and that's about as socially. Di- I'm socially distant You're from pets. You're not a dog person. It's fine. I have no. I'm not a pet person to be honest. I have yeah. a dog. I've always had a dog in my life, but I'm not the kind of person. I've never like grabbed my dog and like hugged my dog. I've never like I will pet my dog. I would if the dog's <laughs> next to me, I would like pat him. Um, every once in a while, like my we have a my parents. She's still alive. She's old now. She's like 13, but like. You'd like scratch behind her ear. So every once in a while, I'd like play with her ear and stuff. Yeah. She liked it. Um, but the people, I know you're like this. The people that like hug and kiss their dogs gross me out. I would happily, and he knows this, push John in front of a bus to save our dog. That, like, <laughs> like my thing, like I like pets. I, I get very sympathetic when pe- someone's dog dies because I know this like very close to someone. In my head, I'm like, thank God that wasn't like a human. Like, you know, if like a dog got hit by a car, I'm like, well, thank God it wasn't someone. Else. Like, I my head doesn't go to like, oh my God, the poor dog. My head goes to like, like nobody would like, if, not that I'm not like, if 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 like you, John, and the dog were in a car accident, I would not ask how the dog was. I would say, is John and Ellie okay? He'd be so offended. I would be like, John and Ellie okay? And you'd be like, yeah, we both survived, but our dog passed. Okay. I'm like, he'd be fine. Oh, that sucks. But you guys are okay. Like, that's my not because I'm like not sympathetic it's just i don't value dogs as high or animals as high as people some people are completely the opposite i I didn't used to be that way i grew up with a lot of animals um and like farm animals and stuff and to me they're just they're just other farm animals i didn't really like that dogs that much but then we got durden and now i can as a puppy yeah yeah well i I think it wasn't so much that it was uh, my dogs growing up were farm dogs and they were all outside dogs Mm -hmm. he was the first dog really that like i had that lived inside with me and like we had we had a couple when i got older but i didn't really do you connect with them do you think because you got the dog as a puppy that there's more of a connection than if you would have gotten the dog maybe like if you would have 
adopted a dog or someone gave you the dog a couple years later or was your parents dog that you took with you or something no i mean growing we had puppies when i was we had where we lived in memphis people would always drop stray dogs off and there was like a local underground dog biting ring so we'd always find like little dogs and stuff and i mean we got a, a few of them from a very young age like like five weeks old and and it's still just no it's just this is this is my dog he's my child i would kill for him all right well there you go so <laughs> folks don't go and <laughs> don't, do anything don't come to, at my dog <laughs> i'll fight you ellie will not kill a bug but she will kill you if you touch her dog, <laughs> i won't so. squish a mosquito but <laughs> um so our topic today is how do you keep organized in a day because you, I know, are not like, you don't like wake up, like take like school back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, you wake up, you go to school, like I played sports, you'd have sports, you had stuff, but like you didn't have a lot going on as a kid. And as you get older, you get responsibilities and then it's like, how do you like, especially the people that are really, really involved in a lot of stuff, I'm like, how do you keep everything yeah. scheduled and on track and i think as i've gotten older i'm sure people have said the same to me and i just have a system that works so you again have multiple things going on so like what what's a normal how do you break your week down your hours down your days down or whatever and like how do you keep things organized and how do you manage you know basically running or working at two places and being on you know, i know you're in parts of boards and clubs and other functions outside so like, how do you manage all of that? Um, well, we talked about this la- last week. And friends week. and social life and John. And like, how do you like, how do you try to manage your life in a week? So I I have that time page calendar thing, which puts all my calendars in it and also gives me travel time and stuff. Um, so that I, I really like. And I use that frequently I for my eight to four or five or six job. Um, I have that in my calendar every day from eight to four 30. And then I just change it depending on if I leave earlier or later during the day. And then I can schedule after that. I put all my showings in there and I put where they are. Cause then it'll tell me when I need to leave and stuff. Um, and then the boards are usually all at the exact same time. So I put that, you know, reoccurring whenever it is friends. Um, I, I put reminders if it's not someone I talk to every single day, like I have, you know, like Meg and, um, I have a few friends who I chat with pretty much every single day and I don't need to remember to check on them, but friends that I'm not, I don't see regularly and I might get so busy that I kind of like, they fall off the radar. I I put reminders for like a lot of my friends to be like, check in, check in and see how they're doing Mm -hmm. just because otherwise it'll be like three months will go by and it'll feel like two weeks. I'm like, ah, shoot, I haven't talked to this person in, in forever. So I just kind of keep track that way. And I also make appointments um, in Top Producer because if you make an appointment in Top Producer, it shows up in your calendar. If you make it as anything else, it does not show up in your calendar. So I make to-dos as appointments for real estate stuff in my Top Producer. Oh, so it shifts to Gmail that way? Or do you use it? Yeah, so it goes to the Gmail and then it gets added to my calendar. That's the only way it'll go to your calendar and and that's the only way I'll remember because I'll just forget to log into Top Producer, as you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So if I make it an appointment, even if it's a phone call or an email or a letter or a gift or whatever, if I make an appointment, it'll go there and then I'll remember to do it. Yeah, I've I've completely... I used to use the... the, Like, so our contact manager, so I used to use that... um, as my calendar up until like two years ago. And I remember switching the Gmail. I'm like, this is going to be, cause I could sync it up to Gmail and I found out I could sync it. So I'm like, well, I'll put everything in the calendar. And then I realized the Gmail calendar 
was one because I could look at it on my phone, which was huge because I was doing top producer separate and I do my iPhone calendar separate. Oh, Gmail's way better than both. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Not even close. Gmail's yeah. by far the best calendar and I'm an app, a huge Apple guy, but Gmail's really good. And, uh, so then I just got between like my Gmail, like in the last two years, I switched from Yahoo or three years, Yahoo and like my top producer, Apple calendar to everything. Google, like Gmail's fantastic. Um, Google Calendar's fantastic. Yeah. The biggest thing for me over anything, besides like obviously the information and links and stuff you can put in uh, Gmail or Google Calendar is the color. I'm, I love color coordinating shit. Yeah, I'm colorblind, but I, everything is very, <laughs> like I don't put a blue. I always forget about that. I don't put a blue and a purple or like a dark blue and a light. I mean, I can see shade. So it's not like, I don't really care what the color is as long as I can tell the shade. You don't see grays though, right? You're not that kind of colorblind? Black, white only. No. You're fuck okay. No, I can see. I can see colors. I can see colors. They're just like just not happy colors. The, the shade. The sh- well, I can see like I can see shades of colors. Do you know what green looks like? I know what my version of green looks like. So that's all that matters. Leave me alone, Allie. So the thing is, like, if I can, I can see shades of colors. But if I was to say, if you were to ask me, that's blue, and I'm like, no, that's green. Well, your blue and my green could be the same exact color. But I learned it as a kid is like, that's blue. So I'm like, yeah, that's blue. But in really reality, that is my green. It's not that severe, but I always had this like mind trip in my head of like, is the sky blue? We both say the sky is blue. No, yeah, but our, could, our color spectrum, everyone's color spectrum could be totally different. Correct. So my, my blue could be your green. Yeah. And that, so I had a friend, he gave me the colorblind glasses to wear. So I put, I'm like, okay, like, Every video I've watched of these people putting yeah, the color. They sob after. <laughs> they sob. They're crying. It's like, oh, so of course Gina's like, I'm going to tape you. I'm like, okay, well, like, I'm not going to cry. It's not that big of a deal. So, and I was like sitting in my head. I'm like, God. How's this going to help the business? This I'm is like, nothing. please don't let me. I'm going to be like Andy Bernard, the wall, baby <laughs> Wawa. So I'm sitting there. I put on the, the glasses. The only difference I felt when I put on the glasses was that everything almost just went like sunglass shade. You know where everything just gets a little darker because you put sunglasses on? Like it's not like the same. It just gets, like makes it like a sheet of, of dark. And it was like slightly off, but nothing was... Biz- I was like... It oh, doesn't- so you're like barely colorblind. But if I do those like... If I do those uh, tests online, I can't get any of them. With the dots... Maybe I, you're just dumb. Can't. That could be it too. <laughs> I just don't know what a three is versus a two. But I look at the dots and I'm like, I can't get those ever. Wild. And then... And I did the test for the glasses too. And like your yeah. red, green, colorblind said, perfect, whatever the, na- the name it was. And then, but I put the glasses on, it's, it's like, it didn't make that big of a difference. Like nothing was, the skies still look bluish. The grass looked greenish. Like Weird. The, Gina had orange shorts on and the orange became more vibrant. So I think of anything, my colors are more of like dull than what you would see. That but makes sense. I don't think they're really that different. So yeah, when that's you why see you turn shades, the saturation so much up on your pictures, could be that honestly might be because yeah. I, I saturate. I've always yeah I, I know I, I, I've I, always wondered. Well, because at that point, then it starts to look bright enough for me, which yeah. maybe I should learn to kind of tone it I down. I mean, they a look bit. fine, they, but you can tell you turn up the saturation. That's oh, very yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, color coordinating Google. That's where we were. Yes. I was like, how does this, like, how do we get away from this? So colorblind. But so I do like, so my favorite color is green. So my green is my, another office quote when he's like, green means don't talk or green Green means go ahead and don't talk about it. Yeah. So, so the, uh, so basically green for me is anything in the day that I should be doing that does not involve people. 
So making calls, like work, like editing Basically like project. quote unquote free time. Free time for me, which is what I call either on business or proactive work where yeah. I make calls. Red is, is appointments. It's this is in red. Um, anytime I'm with somebody's in red. Lunches are with red. Breakfast, if I'm meeting, if I business uh, or ADKYP events, always in red. I know if it's red, it means somebody else is going. And the chances I move the red, this is the most... Thing. This is the thing I move the most in the week. And I, if you go through my red, once it's red, it's pretty much like, I'll pencil, pencil you in. I very rarely pencil people in. They're pretty much penned in because I'm yeah. like, You're, I'm going to be there that day. This one's always just because based it's on like fluid. schedule. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of a, we try to do it, but it can float a day or two or up or down, you know, yeah. depending on our schedules. But um, so red, because red and green really contrast. And then orange is my reminders because red and orange, or not red, green and orange is like the, the Irish colors. So I just have green and orange. There's no other reason. So my like reminders, which it's are like a little like a note. stoplight a little bit. Kind of. It could be yellow. It could be green, red, red, yellow. So it's about the same. Maybe it is yellow. You just don't know. It probably is. No, no. Because <laughs> it says tangerine on it, Ellie. I, can, I know what tangerine is. At least I know that's Tangerines supposed to be orange. Tangerines are yellow. Don't mess. Maybe <laughs> it is, to be honest. So um, what was your thing? So we did that. How do, how do you manage your day-to-day so you just find that that the app is kind of your i like it just because i have i have my cal as an outlook calendar at work because everything's microsoft office oriented and then my gmail for kavanaugh and then my personal like life stuff is also gmail so i find that this app really pulls everything in together very well so it all fits nicely in a calendar and then it has you know it has the reminders and i can um actions and stuff like that, that I, kind of- I think that's i think a one place to look is important i agree that's my biggest thing if i have one place to focus i'm good because i'll focus here in my head it's like well what's right there what's yeah. that thing i'm missing um i'll forget i don't know, I'll forget too i'll be like I'll, I'll check one and i'm very i'm like better here like you were saying very easily distracted by shiny things if i am doing something this happens like i sent you that picture of my office that's because right now <laughs> Can we share that? Can we? Is that like sens- sensitive, <laughs> um, or can we uh, share? I'll have to blur out some stuff. Blur out some stuff, but I'd like to share it for the people at home. Or Ellie, you just post it. Yeah, blur it out and post it, and then we'll reshare it. Or so, whatever. Um, I I actually hate clutter and mess. No, we'll do. We're both gonna post a photo of our desks. Okay. So Ellie's desk versus my desk, and when you post it, just tag me, and I'll do the same. <laughs> and then you'll be able to see what our desks typically. I'm not even gonna. I'm probably just going to take it. Like, I don't want to... Just move the tissue because that's icky. I'm going to move the tissue in the in the Triscuit box so that's not on my table normally. And then that is like a very good... In, and maybe the present. That's a very good indication of like my normal workflow desk. I'll say, I mean, usually my desk isn't quite that bad. Right now we are writing a bunch of grants. And so just the, the distracted mindset comes in. I mean, I'm working on uh, like there's like... 15 different grants that we're all focusing on we're working on the demographics stuff for that and we also have to pull certain clients to go and use as specifics for those grants and then i'm also working on intakes and i'm also working on reorganizing a bunch of templates because i do management stuff and so like i'll be doing one thing and i'm like oh shoot i forgot i was going to do that last week and i'll start doing that thing and so it's very much me doing like 50 percent of a bunch of projects all at the same time it's yeah, a mess yeah i think i think uh, i've had some friends tell me they can get to like 75% of a project really quick and then it just is like then they go to the other one and get 75 but they never get it to 100 yep um yep. do are you a big like morning evening person evening big time e- I, if I okay. could work my I I like being free in my evenings 
but realistically my prime work time if I could like when I'm gonna sit down and do a very good job is honestly probably noon to eight I'm very much an evening person when I was homeschooled as a teenager my mom stopped forcing me to get up at 6 a.m and said you can work on your own schedule as long as you get your stuff done Mm -hmm. and my schedule is 2 p.m to 2 a.m pretty much that's just that's my natural cycle I really want to be a morning person but I'm not um my my a perfect world for me would be to bed by 10 and probably up by five and i was doing that a lot last year um this year with just life and kids and there's days that i don't actually like get to like sit down until like 9 30 um and then i'm like you know what to sit to really like so this year for like covid what it changed is i get to spend more time with gina at night so like kids are down by nine and we'll hang out till like 11 11 30 and it could be we're both working on stuff could be we just like days where you just zoned out and i just like i'm just gonna sit here and watch three episodes of the office and yep. then go to bed or it could be you know like tonight i gotta edit a couple things and i'll be doing that and you know we'll just be hanging out talking and stuff but so that's kind of nice because it allows me to end the day kind of do some stuff but wind down and, and see her more but the flip side is i'm not w- waking up at five i'm now wake like i'm waking up at you know six o'clock or six thirty or seven and you know which i don't like because my hardest thing now is i don't have a hard end and a hard start to my day yeah and i did last year and i gotta get back to that because i do like a little bit of a routine but so right now it's very fl- free flowing like tomorrow i'm like ah what what's my first appointment and what do i have in the morning do i want to come to the office like around six thirty seven and work early before anybody gets here or do i want to be like ah just roll in around eight because then i'll figure in like what time i go to bed you know, that it's, that is kind of totally a COVID thing because before yeah. COVID, John has to get up at like 4 a.m. every day because he works at the gym and he has to open it. Mm-hmm. Um, and pre-COVID, we would both pretty much on the dot go to bed at like 8.30 or 9. And sometimes I would read after he goes to bed. So like eight, between 8 and 9, we would, we would go to bed. He would get up at 4. I would usually get up at around 6 mm-hmm. and like do my stuff, take care of the dog before going to work. Post-COVID, now I'm constantly anywhere from 9 to 1 a.m. is when I go to bed, depending on if I'm doing work or playing a video game. And then I'm getting up usually consistently at 7.15 because I have to leave at 7.30. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, like I I cannot get myself out of bed post-COVID. It ruined my life. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I roll out of bed, like brush my hair, pee the dog real fast, and I have to go. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so that's extreme but that's yeah good that's that's very new it's it's, it did not start until like this yeah this year has changed me for sure i I, i'm hoping to go back to a little bit more normalcy but again i i think that won't be until probably springtime that i could i guess totally commit to doing that you know with new baby and everything but the uh then the rest of my day is i look at my google calendar ten thousand times a day i just because i'm one where I'm constantly like, am I forgetting something? Is something coming up? Is Nick adding stuff to my calendar? Like, so I'm probably checking my calendar before and after every meeting. It's probably the first thing I check. Let me Do you get have done alerts here. set? Yep. I have alerts, but again, the thing is my alerts blur in with my, so like if I go check my phone, you have three texts, you have like a couple notifications from social media, and then you'll have a couple calendar notifications, and then you'll have emails, a couple things. So next thing you know, yeah. like that, that could be 15 notifications. And three of them could be reminders, so I have to go always go back in. That's um, true, yeah. But I follow that green, red. I try to do that very, very well. 
I'll be honest, I think I'm probably 70% efficient at it. I think there's room for improvement. It's more me being more disciplined about hard ins and hard outs. Like we're ending at this time, I'm starting this, or I'm focusing on this, or, you know, because again, if I talk to a client 20 minutes longer than expected, that could chew up a whole thing that I wanted to do. Next thing you know, you punt it. So, um, and then my evenings are very much cleaning up the rest of my day and getting through the major things. And then it's kind of like, I kind of like to have a, fairly clean schedule or if i know i'm coming early in the morning i'll get here at like like tomorrow i'll plan on probably getting here like 6 30 in the morning seven and i'll just spend an hour and a half just cleaning up some stuff working on some small projects before anybody walks in this house or like the girls get here and then it's just it's just something like quiet alone time for me and then i can just jam so that's and then sunday morning i would say three out of the four weekends a month i'm probably in here at like 6 6 15 and i worked about 10 11 o'clock and it's just like four to five hours of uninterrupted put some music on have a coffee and i just work on projects and i love it like sunday mornings are one of my favorite times so but that's i guess how i stay organized definitely google calendar because i'm yeah, terrible having having a calendar is is super helpful especially if you're kind of time blind yeah, yeah. man yeah i i am I'm, I'm i'm pretty like i'm a good mix of a and b i think i say good mix i'm a mix of a and b meaning like i'm very neurotic on my schedule and i'm very oh, like is that a personality type? like yeah personality type like personality okay, a you, like you're very you. like you know very like you know b is a little more free-flowing a is a little more uptight i'm i'm uptight on like my schedule and my timing of things for the most part and then i'm very laid back on a lot of like i'm laid back as i'm doing stuff day to day but when i'm like finding where i am and getting stuff done i'm very like i gotta get done yeah i'd say i'd say i'm probably about the same I, i'm very bad at I like having my schedule perfect and being on the ball with it. But as a lot of people will attest, I'm extremely, I call it time blind. So I will be like, yeah, I can do this. I'll do it in 15 minutes. And then I can do this. When in reality, it doesn't take 15 minutes. It takes 40 or it takes five. And so like, I have a very, very terrible judgment of how long things take. Um, which is why usually I show up to showings like 20 minutes early because I'm so scared I'm going to show up late because I have no concept of time that I show up super early because I don't want to I don't want to make someone wait for me. If I'm more than three minutes early to a showing, I'm early. Like I roll in like a minute or two before a showing, and usually if I don't, if I'm early, it's because my last appointment got done quicker than I thought, and I got there with a little time to spare. You're always so. super super early. That's good though. No, it's better. It's better than super late. It's a, I'm still working on the perfection of the of the time part. Meanwhile, I'll make plans with Meg and be like, "Yeah, I'll be there in 30 minutes." And then like an hour goes by because whatever it was I was doing that I thought would take me 10 minutes took me 40. And well, I yeah. hate I hate that when, like, okay, take Meg. She calls and something, and I said, "Hey, call you back in 15." 45 minutes later, when I'm finally out of the appointment and I'm like going, I'm like, "Hey, would you, like what's up?" Like the that's but i i have the intention of being like i think it's probably gonna be 10 more minutes so i'll say 15 yeah and then something happens and it goes to another 25 minutes and i'm like my bad and then but it's also i think with friends that's why like instead of being over the top with like clients where i'm like way too early and way too obsessive about time being uh-huh. like not inconveniencing them the downside is to compensate for that i'm friends take a hit <laughs> friends friends take it yeah hit. be like hey, i'll be there in 10 like yeah, i know it's gonna like, be 20 that's fine if you're like a client i'm like listen i'm seven minutes out according to the gps i will be there. like that's my complete opposite yeah if i'm yep. with friends i'm gonna be like 
I know we said five thirty for dinner, but I'm gonna roll in probably like five fifty. Just get a beer. We'll be like you know. So. Yeah, Meg knows if we make plans in the morning, and I say, yeah, I'll be there at seven thirty. I'm not gonna be there at seven thirty. <laughs> It's like, it's like 755. I'd say plus minus, but it's plus an hour. So, yep. um, all right. Office quote, fun fact, random, random nugget of the day. Hmm. Oh, I, I shared this in a group chat the other day, but I don't think anyone thought it was that cool. So I'm going to share it here. There is an Arctic sponge and a sponge is a creature, not a plant. I didn't know that. So it's an animal. So there's an animal on this planet that lives over 15,000 years. That's that's so long, sponge? it's not even possible for me to comprehend how long 15,000 years is. It's a sponge? It's an Arctic sponge. Think about that. I mean, like, if you if we live to 100, that's crazy. And thinking about it in your 20s, living to 100, that's so long. And then that times, what is it, 1,500? Yep. That's crazy. That's so I, long. I was thinking the other day, and, and I'll go into my quote. It'll be a fun fact of the day because we won't do office quote. I'll do a fun fact that actually I'm just stealing from another podcast I listened to. But it was a good fact. The age when I'm like, how long the world's been turning and just doing its thing, that if we live to 100, which is considered long, that is like laughable. Yeah, it's laughable. a fly. It's a blink. And it, it's crazy when you look at like, when I was, this wood right here, we were talking with a guest about this wood in our office. He said this this wood, because it was built in 1886, is probably from a tree that was from the 1600s, which is crazy because it's here because he talked about how long the wood would have to grow because each of these are a year, each little line, plus how long it took for it to actually to be what they call cured down to the point where you could use it for like lumber. And then they had to mill it. That this right here was probably, could have been like 150 to 200 year old tree when they built this place. So you say it could have been late 1800s, wow. uh, late 1600s at this tree that we're hitting, which honestly fits with solid. 2020. Yeah. It is very solid, um, which I thought was just crazy. Wow. The rings so, are really uh So that tree wide. could be like 50, t- I don't know, 50. I don't do the math on that, but you know, it could it's be like 20, 30 over. X your lifetime. That's this. crazy. And you know, another just paneling off of that on, on the, like age and wood. I watched this video the other day that was talking about the quality of lumber now versus like in the 1800s. And oh, back trying, then, yeah. Yeah, so it was, back then the quality was way better because the, like they used really old, old trees. So the rings are very dense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so obviously the denser the rings, the denser the wood, the stronger the wood. And now they're just trying to churn it out. So if you look at, like if you stack up two by fours from 1800 and then just kind of go up every 50 years until now, you'll see that their rings just get, like now, I mean, there's, there'll be an oh. inch between rings, whereas in the 1800s, yeah. it's like pieces of paper, just so thin. I was going to say, back then, I don't know if there was any lumber yards. I think they were just like, there's <laughs> yeah, a pile of wood if you want to grab it. They're going to go chopping down trees in the forest. Um, yeah. It, so, the, the, the thing, I, so this past weekend, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. I forgot the guy's name. He's an astronaut. Terry Velt, maybe? Vent, something like that. He was... Astronaut was up in the International Space Station. So he was talking about a bunch of stuff. And it very fascinating if anybody wants to listen to it. But at one point, Joe Rogan is like diehard aliens guy. Oh, yeah. I agree, aliens, whatever. So what he said, the two facts that was funny because he's talking about are there aliens. He goes, listen. He goes, possibly. He goes, I believe there probably is. But he goes, you got to think. He goes, and I'm just taking this to see if this is actually true. But he goes, if you were to go to the closest star or planet outside of our solar system 
I think he said the fastest thing that we've ever shot out from man from um, from man-made thing, whatever we've ever shot out, was not a big. I don't know what it was. I think he said it was like from the seventies. Was the fastest yeah, it must thing have they been shot some out. Kind of satellite or something, right? Yeah, and they said it wasn't that big. They sent it out. They said in order for that to go and leave here and reach the destination, that would be the closest place that you could fathom that aliens would be from. It would take sixty thousand years, and I don't know if it was sixty thousand light years or sixty thousand years. But whatever it was, it was a long time where yeah. we're never going to see. Or like literally, if somebody, if a human shot that out, there's a good chance humans aren't even alive at that point. Yeah. And then he said the other thing was, if an alien is trying to shoot like some type of correspondence back to us, in order to see it, it would have to be brighter than the sun. Yeah. And in order for that to happen, that thing that they're shooting out would have to be more powerful than the sun. So if it was living organisms shooting that out that were more powerful than the sun, then these people are basically can withstand the sun times X, 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 X. Yeah. So it was kind of like when he put it into like scientific facts, but then like Joe was like, oh, and of course I think he just wanted him to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. dude, I've like seen aliens. So I don't know. Not to say they can not exist. Maybe they fly like really, really, really fast, but well, they can cool. exist and just not have ever been in contact with us. Yeah. I think there are. There's or definitely, they're just the, far the, more the, advanced the, than we can comprehend. If... I think you have to be really naive to think we're the only living beings in the universe. Yeah, it's narcissistic. Like, you in really think universe. you're that special, buddy? <laughs> I think it would be dope. Then we could be like, we're like the the place, but I don't think that's no, the there's No, there's, there's no way that in an unlimited existence that we're the only things. Like, hypothetically. Infinitely expanding. No and I don't way. know if this is right, but could like Neptune have had life on it millions and millions of years ago that we don't even know about? And you can, there's no sign of it anymore because it's been totally blown over. I feel like there's a few planets that they've found evidence that they're, like, not necessarily, like, life, but, like, evidence of water, which at water Mars in our eyes, because we only see, we're only looking for carbon-based life forms, I think, which in my eyes is just limiting because, well, maybe there's life forms out there that we just don't see because we're looking for carbon-based. I don't know. What? I don't know anything about it, so that's just... I don't either. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just thought it was fascinating. So, yeah. I don't know. Listen to it if you want, but it was... When you start going into space, my mind like, man. oh, yeah, I get into it. But I, I'm, I'm very dumb. I'm very much just like, that sounds really cool. Yeah. It's like, it's like watching like a Netflix, like conspiracy theory. So, someone thing. who knows what they're talking about is like, no, no, there's like, there's no way. I'm like, yeah, but man, but what if? But then you get these other guys that don't know what they're talking about and they say it with so much conviction that it's real. You're, You're like, like, I yeah, think he's right. Yeah, that makes sense because I want to believe it. Yeah. So. Yep. Totally. All right. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. All right. Episode um, 76 of Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen.